Alright, what's going on guys? It is your boy, TKD1 here, back here in Blazing Source, and we, not we, well we are doing something, we are, we are uh, recording <laughs> Road to Part 2, the weekly Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2 podcast dedicated to all things about those two games. And with me, of course, my luxurious co-host, Arachne. How are you, good sir? Uh, I'm doing well, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Um, uh, I did I did tell you that, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I did, I did partake in a in a surprise party for one of the friends last night still maintaining social distancing as much as we could you know what i'm saying uh so you know like it was like a small little get together and uh your boy's a little hungover today unfortunately so yeah like this uh this this monitor's bright lights you know kind of give me a little a little migraine if you i'm just getting old man i'm getting old man i felt it i felt it this morning bro getting up Ah, just gotta, you know, gotta do something. Yeah. How are you, good sir? How are you? Let me not complain uh, about I'm... being hungover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm good. Uh, only thing I drink is water. <laughs> so. That sounds great. That sounds great. I, I was going back and forth because you know I like have a drink, you... have a glass of water. You know. Yeah. I went, I went, I always go back and forth nowadays. Uh, but you know, I guess last night I went a little bit, a little bit too hard. Well, uh, how has your week been? I know what uh, things have been uh, pretty interesting to say the least out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. The week has been eventful, both personally and in the world around me. Yes, I yeah. think I think we can all say that within in- these last few months. Indeed, indeed. And uh, speaking of, you know, I got uh, some comments on some videos this week about, uh, oh, you know, why are you promoting Black Lives Matter? Ah, da da da. Stick to games. Uh, you know, me personally, I just don't think, uh, you know saying that black lives matter is a political statement so uh, indeed as well as in this description of this podcast you can go you can donate to black lives matter down below in the description the first link on there if you got a problem with it you you can unsub if you got a problem with it you can leave the channel you can leave the discord that's just how i take it but and that's pretty much the extent of what i'm gonna go off of on that you know what i'm saying uh but if you have any further thoughts feel free um the uh the fight against institutionalized racism should not be a controversial take mm, and I'm gonna, if you f- i'm gonna have to agree if you feel as if there is something you don't know and don't understand it it's not the responsibility of those around you and online to educate you so do yourself a favor read into it read both sides see where you stand and understand the topics that you are so vehemently against mm. before you discuss them. I'm gonna, or else, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. else you make yourself sound uneducated, ignorant, and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. Would you look at that? It's it's, it's like it's like a it's almost, you know this 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 might be a controversial stance my boy yeah. but i'm gonna have to agree with that notion if yeah, I may. It, it, it shouldn't be controversial it should not be yeah oh man well hey uh you know so shout out black lives matter black of course matter. Yep. yep black lives i almost said black ops matter last night i'm like kev what the hell i'm like hello uh, <laughs> black ops cold war yeah coming out this year. <laughs> i know i was like shoot i'm like crossing crossing the movements you know what i'm saying but i digress Hashtag yep. Black Lives Matter. Link below in the description if you would like to donate. Uh, we had a great come out on the last episode of The Last of Us uh, main story recap stream we did. 
this Wednesday, and uh, we were taking donations via Super Chats, Super Chats, uh, as well as Super Stickers, and there's a link in the description if you wanted to donate directly to Black Lives Matter. Uh, we had a great turnout. We have now tripped, I mean, as of right now, I don't know if it's going to go up more, because I might do another stream tonight, uh, but, you know, we, we tripled the amount donated at yes. $250 uh, from PlayStation Source. You got to love it. Thank you for all that came out and all that you showed support uh, to a good cause that I don't feel is controversial to support under any circumstances. Uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, if you have any issues regarding the uh, beginning of this podcast, uh, I'd love to reiterate. Uh, mm. you, um, we're both, both of us are people of color uh, hosting this podcast. And if you have an issue with it, then you kind of have an issue with us. And I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, number one, I, I don't care. Yeah, if you have an don't issue, care. I still don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, number two, uh, you know, you can see yourself out of the content because I, I don't even want you as a supporter of PlayStation Source if uh, you ain't supporting the most basic of human rights for a group of people. So that's how that's how the cookies cut. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what? That would be. What have you been? That is how it would be. But what have you been playing this week, Orly? You have been. Oh wait, actually, last time we uh, did a little podcast last episode, you were saying that you were prepping to go on a little camping trip. You know. I yes. And you uh, got a little game. You have any, you wanna? You have any follow up uh, thoughts on that? So the trip was boring. Mm, that's that's a bit unfortunate. Uh yeah no. Um, things got closed. Like right as we got there, like, oh. like oh yeah, it'll be open. So everything we had originally pan planned on doing, like just all the hiking trails, got closed. Like everything around, like that, got closed. I so see. it's like oh yeah, you can do a whole lot of nothing. Right now. Interesting. So, so I did play a lot of Final Fantasy VII. You love to see it. This was um on the Nintendo Switch, and it was the yes. uh, I guess quote unquote remastered. Yes. In terms of like, there's. Like, uh, I believe, I mean, if you want to speak to the differences, you may, my bad. I don't mean to uh, talk over you. I, no, no, of course. I understand. Uh, I, I did a lot of research into both PS4 and Switch and like the deciding factor between the two was just because I was going on the trip and I knew I would need something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, there is no difference between the PS4 uh, version and the Switch version to the extent of my knowledge. They mm. both have the speed up function. They both have the hey, if you don't feel like grinding thing, you can just press the button. So uh, like, yeah. So, it what does it skip exactly? Like, is it just like summoning animations or or like was it skipping? Um, no. Uh, there's a button that you can press that'll just like automatically heal you and give you full limit. Oh really? Yeah. So if you don't feel like grinding for the for the big bosses at the end of the game, you can just, you know, press the button. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And right. there's a speed up button that um, speeds up the game by uh, three times. Gotcha. Okay. Because some of the animations are very slow, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't need to speed up. I'll play it the way that it was supposed to be played. And then it took like, get thirty seconds to climb down a ladder. It's like, all right. Um, yeah, I see. Yeah. Because, like, you know, obviously not the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, but I'm also playing, uh, of course, playing through Crisis Core. Uh, and I'm at a point where I have met a boss that, like, all right, I'm going to need to do some of these missions 
uh, these like little side missions that I, I can access via my menu and uh, start ranking up, you know, and start getting stronger materia, uh, ranking up Zach, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I've been noticing there in that process, like it, it's still quick. I don't feel like it's like as slow as can be, but there's definitely some parts and some animations where I'm like, man, I really wish that, you know, this didn't take a good 15 seconds every time, you know? Yeah. Like, that may not sound a lot in real time, but in game time, like, having having something take 15 seconds without your input is uh, is a lot. Is a lot. So, I uh, An example... That. Yeah, an example I like to use is uh, for the pe- for those of us who play shooters, mm. uh, ADS time. Precisely. Like, uh, it's like, oh, yeah, and w- two seconds. Like, it takes two seconds longer than the other one. And it's like, oh, it's just two seconds. Who cares? And any other scenario. But, like, two seconds in a shooter is death. Yeah, that or even sprint in, sprint out time if we're getting a little bit more time to go into, uh, you know, first person shooter games or even third person i guess as well can be affected uh but like the amount of time it takes for your character to go out of animation and into a state where they are prepared and ready to shoot that can also you know vary with timing so like definitely it you know i get what you're saying here for sure but like i'm not really fully grasping as to like what like what is exactly getting sped up right Oh, I think just I just need to like go everything and play in it. game. Yeah, everything in game. So is it literally just like, okay? So is it literally just like hitting like fast forward, like on like a DVD yeah. or whatever? Damn. Yeah, menus and important game cutscenes, not like uh, full FMV cutscenes, but like, um, just just like like in-game cutscenes, the menus, okay. and uh, all that. Like text gets sped up, but you have to hit, press a button. Uh huh to move from text box to text box so you can it'll pop up almost instantly but you can read it and then just press the button again gotcha okay i see i see so speaking a little bit more about final fantasy 7 right <laughs> uh you know of course from a perspective of like how how has it aged of course there's been quality of life uh you know things that have been implemented with of course that fast forward feature that you that you just talked about and and I'm assuming like a bunch of other stuff as well. But do you feel that like the original Five Eight Seven holds up to today? And like, how are you generally enjoying it? Uh, the story is phenomenal. The gameplay, I'm I'm digging the turn base. Like, it's not my you know, my favorite thing in the world, but I was perhaps too harsh on it because uh, when I was younger, I was a lot more impatient. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. So, so through time and other games, like I am enjoying the turn-based combat a lot more than I believed I would. Right. Right. I see. So I see. It, it's a good time. The pacing is completely different from the remake. Like, there are some missions that just don't exist in classic compared to remake. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. So wait. So now, I, I'm assuming that you've passed. The Midgar section, I believe, is what the remake covers. Uh, I'm just about at that point. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I see, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and that only took a few hours, opposed to the 40 hours it took me to leave in uh, the remake. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Huh. 
But uh, but overall, two thumbs up because I'm definitely, I am definitely gonna play it. We have both talked about it a lot. Like like I'm I'm eventually I am going to play Final Fantasy VII. I just want a little bit of space in between that and the remake, and I want to be a little bit closer towards this part two remake we eventually get. But I don't know if we're yeah. gonna have to hold it. Like I feel like I might just jump into it like after Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But uh. Glad to hear you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been playing? Or is that just kind of just... Um, you've been grinding? Just, uh, like... I don't know. With, the, with these... Uh, I, for lack of a better phrase, trying time. Mm. Like, it's it's good to touch base on games that give you... You know, like your... Like, your happy games, for lack of a better phrase, again. Like... The games that you go to when you need some time to just like play something you enjoy and take a breather from everything going on because like i've been playing spider-man ps4 i've been playing doom right <laughs> of course of, of course, course. <laughs> um and a lot of modern warfare and classic black ops mm, i see Oh, classic Black Ops. You gotta love it. Yeah. You gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, some friends and I have all been playing a lot of zombies. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah. That's very, very hot. You uh, excited for Black Ops Cold War, inevitably? That's being announced at some point here pretty soon? Um, I don't know what to expect. I haven't seen or, hoard, or hoard, heard much. <laughs> um, But depending on how it is, like if it's... Like, Modern Warfare, I'll definitely pick it up because, like, Modern Warfare really brought my love back into the series. Right. I haven't bought I haven't bought a main Call of Duty game or just any Call of Duty game since Black Ops 2. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so you've... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you jumped out at a pretty good time, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, um, I jumped right before all the, all the uh, garbage. Yeah, yeah. But at least, you know, to end off a little bit of that talk, um, uh, the, the CODs, I believe, moving forward... I know for sure this uh, Black Ops Cold War title that is coming out this year that is being developed by Treyarch. Originally, it was being developed by Sledgehammer Games, but then Sledgehammer Games just couldn't, for some reason, they just couldn't, you know, work together with Raven for some reason. Uh, so then Treyarch had to step in and finish out this COD. Um, it is a Cold War era COD and everything, but the really cool thing about it that you just mentioned as well uh, that you're probably going to like to hear is that at least for this next COD, and I believe all future CODs as well, will be developed off of the basis of the Infinity Ward engine that they use in Modern Warfare this year. So You'd love to hear it. Yeah, so so they are all going to be streamlining and using that same engine uh, moving forward. So it may yeah, it feel very smart similar. Idea. Yeah, yeah. So it may feel similar to Modern Warfare. Uh, so you might you might enjoy that for sure. Last last thing I want to touch on, oh, like. Yes. Uh, I've had a lot of time in quarantine and all that to practice and get good. Mm, truly. Uh, your boy won 34 and 4 with just a car 98 last night in multiplayer. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> You'll love to see it. But, You'll uh, love to see it. Sign me up, FaZe. Uh, Cloud9. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here chilling. I'm right here. Man, I've been playing a lot. I haven't been playing a ton, um, but I have still been grinding Crisis Core because I hit a point, as I said before earlier in this episode, where, uh, you know, 
I'm gonna have to go do those side missions because I've been trying to just gold path the game, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I did reach a point where I'm like, okay, this enemy is too strong. Gotta go back. Gotta get my HP up. You know what I'm saying? Get get better materia. Ah da da. Uh, so I've been doing that, ranking up my individual different materia as well, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. getting that, trying to get that Firaga, you know? All I have is Fira, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, I got I got Kira a few a few days ago. Um, you but, you oh, need that. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, especially in Crisis Core. Oh my God, especially yeah. in Crisis Core, for sure. There's, there's like a lot of bosses that when they do a special move, where by the way they have their own animation for so that is another like eight seconds as well you know eight ten seconds da, da, da. um but they nick off like either it's a one hit kill or it's like pretty much three quarters of your health like Jeez. straight up yeah like, like they they hit pretty hard in crisis core um but overall i'm still enjoying the game i'm still loving the game it is crazy like how this game existed back in 2000 and i think eight it came out i think 2007 something like that well whenever the psp you know was the main console like it was around 2007 2008 i think but it's really it's it's really drawing the things when i was like man like i'm playing this on a playstation portable you know because yeah. like there's so many different environments in the game and yeah they're very limited in scale very limited but they just the sheer amount of different landscapes in crisis core and the amount of like lore and content and like story that's in here it's cool, man. It's a really, really cool. Experience. I cannot wait for you to, uh, you know, finally play it and everything, because it's a, it's a really, really neat game. Like, and I was reading up on like some articles that were released around the time of Crisis Core when it first launched, and a lot of people were, they were telling this game as you know the best game on PSP, and I totally see that. Like, it, it, there's, there's so much in this game, you know. It's great. It's 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 really really good, and I love how the side missions kind of treat it like a portable game, while still having elements of like a full fleshed out game of like a console experience. You know, because you can quickly access the side uh, um, aspects of the game to rank up your character and and stuff like that super quickly. It's you can only do it over a save point in the game. Um, but I think that like is intentional because then you can just save whatever you're done doing a few side missions and stuff like that and retain your, you know, your whole, uh, uh, work and not have it be flushed away or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's just a really, really neat way to give you side missions without it being somewhere like physical in the world that you have to travel yeah. to, you know, it just makes it a little bit more better to, uh, you know, nick off a few side missions here and there before you head off to your next main mission which is an in-world location you know what i'm saying um mm -hmm. but it's been great it's been great so that but in another game i got really into recently which i did buy the dlc for is assassin's creed odyssey yeah you've been you've been my talking boy about game a lot, yeah. i love i loved it back in 2018 and i love it now two years later yo uh i did purchase a dlc so that will be started here in a little bit um, but, uh, what I did this week was no small task. So I was looking at my cultists, right? So cultists are like essentially like high value targets in right. other games. I, I believe like Hitman has something like that. Um, but there's, there's, I want to say what there's like six, maybe six or eight brand. No, I think there's eight branches, five cultists per branch. 
let's say like there's like over 50 cultists, right? And you, you know, uh, whenever you kill a cultist and you find it, find him or her in the open world, they give you a clue to the next cultist, right? So it's kind of like a domino effect where you, where you just got to just keep working at it and working off of the latest clue you got to get to the next one, right? So right. I did the task of completing and killing all of the cultists in the game, which, you know, granted, I did uh, at certain points just, like, did not know what the clue was telling me. So I did go on guides and just say, hey, you know, how do I find, you know, the, the cultists under the Cult of Cosmos branch, whatever, and, like, did it that way, you know, which yeah, no, I don't think that's big of a deal, like, whatever. But um, but it was very, very fun, very, very cool. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is great. It's a very good game. I can't wait for Valhalla. And I can't wait to get to DLC because it's it's also very shocking that, like, I'm, you know, over 60 hours in over the course of two years, to be fair, right? And, like, really what I mean by that is, like, you know, the first time I was playing through it and it was, like, uh, maybe a month and a half, two months straight. And then now it's been about three weeks or so, um, give or take. But, but over the course of those two time periods and putting in over 60 hours of game and I still want to play more like this is straight like Ozzy is straight up one of my favorite favorite like one of my one of my favorite games of all time for sure you know for sure I don't know where it ranks but it's definitely like within top five top for sure. oh, oh, oh top five. it's probably top five uh probably because I, I man I love Assassin's Creed Ozzy for sure so it just got me hyped for Valhalla, but another game we're both definitely hyped for is, of course, The Last of Us Part Two. Bro, we're two weeks away. Two weeks. Two weeks, bro. Doesn't feel real. Two weeks, and then also, uh, you know, some backdoor talk. Next week we are going to probably have to record on Friday. We'll figure it out. No worries. Mm -hmm. We'll discuss it, but uh, because the embargoes go up next week actually Ooh, yep. yeah yeah we talked about that they do they do so i definitely want to talk about that with you once we get on the road to part two episode for next week but this week we did get some previews that were out earlier in the week uh they were able to talk about i believe a little bit before the state of play gameplay demo that we got as well as not going into anything else after um after uh what's it called um Shoot, I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, nothing after the state of play gameplay demo that that ended right there. So it's a little bit before, and it ends during the gameplay demo. So again, no spoilers, obviously. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing spoiler talk here, but I did want to talk about a little aspect. Actually, two things that were brought up. The first one is the notion of the stalkers, which to me was the biggest takeaway out of the previews. I didn't see anything that was like completely groundbreaking. Um, in terms of what uh, people were people were able to talk about in previews, but the stalkers were were something that was crazy was crazy. Um, so there's an element to them where apparently orally they will crawl on the floor on all fours and not show up on listen mode. <laughs> and with a direct quote says quote we have stalkers that are grown into the wall and sometimes they're dead. And nothing will happen. And sometimes they'll rip off the wall and charge at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, bring it on. 
<laughs> yo, yo. Oh, I can't wait to stream this. There's going to be so many good stream moments, bro. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. Those clips are going to be so funny. I can already tell. But, uh, yeah, that sounds horrifying. Uh, and that was something that Neil did not say during the during the state of play. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I know that uh, some of us were talking about it in the uh, Discord yesterday uh, around, like, a stealth a stealth gauge like to see it's like oh yeah like this is how close you are to being detected like the audio cue uh, yes that we had in part one yeah the like woo, like 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 the whoosh thing the, yeah 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 but that i don't know like it feels like that contradicts the what we're talking going to talk about in a moment Ooh. around the accessibility Mm, indeed. You know what? Let's just get right into it. Screw it. Let's get right into it. So yeah. I want to read a few little excerpts that was given out. Um, I believe I don't know where the original source is. I'm reading off of the Push Square article, which can link below in the description if you want to read it for yourself. But uh I'm not sure if this is the primary source or if something else if something else is the primary source. They don't link out to another article. So if it is from another source then i apologize but link below in the description but i'm reading a little bit here just to give us the whole rundown on how they're going to tackle accessibility in the modern day which uh spoiler alert is pretty good the californian developer the californian developer's response has been to make practically everything in the anticipated sequel customizable there are multiple difficulty levels ranging from the story-centric lightest all the way up to the hardcore survivor and these can be tweaked entirely to your taste you can adjust sports game-esque sliders to determine for example how much damage you take or how alert enemies are then there are the comfort options it all starts relatively straightforward. You can alter the size of subtitles, enable colorblind filters, and resize the and resize the heads-up display. But these are just the basic toggles. You can also have the title automatically switch your weapon or completely reprogram the control layout to your personal preferences. And then we move into the area of accessibility. You can play practically the entire game using sound. Naughty Dog has implemented a range of audio triggers which will allow blind players to survey their surroundings, discover items, and eliminate their enemies. An incredible text-to-speech option means that means that any collectibles or interface items will be read aloud by the title. For those who are partially blindness, uh, wait, for those with partial blindness or other sight impairment issues, there's a high contrast mode that, that color codes the world, making the geometry gray while enemies are shown in red and allies in blue. You can also use the touchpad to zoom in on particular elements on screen similar to how you would on a smartphone interesting wow that's, in that's incredible that is dull i didn't even realize that there's even an option to slow the action down so if you don't have the motor function required to react quickly to intense encounters you can enable slow mode making the aiming during the combat more mag wait magnable mag wow. oh I'm oh, wow i'm an idiot it says manageable. <laughs> I thought they were saying like the aiming will be like magnetized to a degree. I'm an idiot. I can't like read. Assist. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a super intense aim assist. But in conclusion, I just can't read. It's an incredible suite of options, carefully divided into a series uh, of preset categories and totally customizable. 
There's a one last section here. Uh, Naughty Dog allows you to mix and match the things you want to use. So if you need additional audio cues but still feel comfortable with your difficulty, that's totally fine. Even as veteran gamers, we're oh wait no, there's nothing here. Okay, there's there's something new here. So a lot of cool stuff here. I think what what really caught us both off guard is the ability to use the touchpad as like a zoom in. Yes, that is a very neat way to use the touchpad for sure. I like that a lot. I like um. That. I, I really like that. Like, I I'm interested, like particularly interested for my playthrough, the slider difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I know another game had something similar to that. Was uh Dishonored Two, mm-hmm. where you could uh you could go into a custom difficulty. Where it was harder than the hardest difficulty, and you could edit it any way you'd like to go from like, like you know, like extreme difficulties on some things and very easy on other difficulties, and have your own custom difficulty. Right. I want to do a playthrough with the hardest, like all sliders on the hardest they could be. It sounds like it's gonna be intense. Sounds like it's gonna be very, very intense. Huh. Uh, I, we're gonna yeah oh you go you go i mean i would like to try a blind playthrough yeah i mean like, like literally well, blind like yeah, yeah like blindfold like daredevil yeah. kind of playthrough yeah that that's a great way to call it let's call it the yeah. daredevil playthrough absolutely yeah mm. um i I'll, I'll i'll do you a bet right now what do you got if you can do a hardest the second hardest i'll give you a little bit of range playthrough completely blind wait will, like daredevil style daredevil blindfold completely blind okay you can take like I, i'll give you a time frame i'll like I'll, I'll play through it myself and see how long it'll take me okay and if you can do it 100 bucks <laughs> like I'm down, but like I'm now that I'm thinking about it, like is it gonna be where when they say that, like, oh hey, we had blind people, you know, play through the game and everything, or play certain parts of the game, like is that because they're used to being blind and they have, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like, like is that what they mean, or they mean that like yo, like because the audio is so good in this game, you could straight up play this like blindfolded, you know? Um. I would assume it to be a um, a kind of 360 audio kind of deal, right? Where you could figure out where things are based on noises, like that good like that good headsets typically do, and that uh, movie theaters typically do. Man, you know, just think about it too. Like, if I was to stream blind, like I can't even reach chat. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, what's no, going you on. can't. You can't reach chat at all. Yeah, huh. uh, you could. You could have someone in in on the stream. Oh, like in like a Discord call, maybe. Like, yeah. Re- okay. And, like okay. watching. Okay. Yeah. And watching the game through stream and right. talking to you like through all that, like. Huh. Uh, okay. Hardest, di- like hardest difficulty, hardest to second hardest, and like either like I'll buy you any game of your choice or whatever. We could talk about it. I will like if you can do that on stream. Okay. 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 We will discuss the payout. All right. All right. Here's 
here's what I want to say, right? Let's let's decide this during the bets recap episode that we have when we both beat the game. Yes. All right. Cause I want to at least play the game first and see how, yeah, yeah, yeah. see when I'm when I'm what I'm getting into. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not necessarily turning it down, but we will come back to that for sure. Cause that it is a her- yeah it is a Herculean task. Like I understand the apprehension. Cause I'm definitely gonna straight call it the Daredevil playthrough. Like like that's yeah. what I'm a, yeah no like hundred percent that 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 has to be the name of it. I see yeah, no. I see no other fit quite personally. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a good name. But I do like all these, you know, uh, choices. You know me. I love subtitles on anything mm-hmm. and everything. So give me all yes. the subtitles. Big fan of that. Um, I feel like I'm going to map certain things to the back buttons that I have for my DualShock 4. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like because I, I usually have. Wait, let me let me hold it. I have X on my left back bumper. Well, mm-hmm. if you're looking at it, it's the right. But when you're holding the controller naturally. It's the left button, if that makes sense. I know it's technically the right, but it's the left button when you're holding it. And the right button is O. And based off of the breakdown that I did, shout out that breakdown. Make sure to go check it out if you haven't. If you haven't, you know what I'm saying? Um, it looks like I'll be crafting a lot with X. Oh, wait, no. X is jump. No, well, yeah. Well, jumping is X, of course. And um, there was a lot of things that you craft or like make something when you're hovering over the um, limited HUD uh, by holding down X. So it looks like I'll be using that a lot. And then O is just crouch, but we will have to see because I definitely like how they essentially said here. You know, you can reprogram the entire button layout, which I think is a phenomenal thing. And I and I wish that like a lot of games did that. You know, um, because then you know uh, controls can no longer be a factor into if a game is good or bad you know like we will never have bad controls anymore because you can just make them what you want you know every game should have uh modifiable controls and any game that doesn't is weak like oh weak weak i agree i agree like it sucks like and even like i am i am perfectly able to use a controller i am blessed to be able to use a controller and a keyboard and mouse like 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 design like as functionally as possible like as designed wouldn't like but sometimes a boy just wants to hit control instead of seated crouch mm. talk that like, talk yeah like um there's some games where just the controls make no sense and it like hurts your hands to play on like a keyboard and mouse right right like it is like so any like fully customizable controls should be the standard i agree I like agree. and something that like something that i wanted to talk about is that shout out to naughty dog like for all of these like uh disabled um like accessibility um like how they have they've implemented the way that anybody could play their game it's true no uh, yeah definitely like like what? it's it's because i i mean i honestly thought they were just going to just uh, go over like the the things that we have seen before like in terms of like the sliders for the uh, size of um, subtitles and color blindness settings and stuff like that like that's what I kind of thought they were going to stop at but we're talking about high contrast mode where you know yeah. the whole landscape is just gray and blacks but enemies are red and friendlies are blue like like, like they, they really they really did a lot here I 
I agree. Yeah. I I really want to like. I really want to like um, like mess around with it because something I just thought of like just like just while like you were like talking about all that like you get some good photo mode shots with that. Oh, bro, let's go. Yeah, we'll oh, see a lot really... from Owen, I'm sure. Honestly, I think them having, you know, outing that, hey, like, you can adjust, um, you know, high contrast mode and color blindness, like, the level of ways that you can independently change the visuals of the game, I think that that may be telling that there is a photo mode in Part 2, even though they haven't said it. Yeah, you know? I'm sure there is, like, uh, their their last few games have all had photo mode yeah yeah uncharted 4 did last of us did. the original game had photo mode or at least the remastered, remastered version had photo yeah. Mode. yeah 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 um lost legacy had photo mode as well yeah hmm. like so, um like again just let me reiterate shout out to Naughty dog because it's it's an amazing feat to allow accessibility for all kinds of players to play such an immersive and incredible game like the last of us and the last of us part two like it like i am like again i am blessed i am capable of playing these games to well i'm not always good at games but i can still play them right but it's just like there are a lot of i've done a lot of reading into it and it's just like there are a lot of people that just like can't yeah like uh and this like like i don't know just like it's it's incredible the forethought i i'm I'm very impressed with the forethought and the the range in which that you can modify this game in order to make it accessible for all kinds of players like that to me shows just like a like another level of care that naughty dog has put into the last of us part two which i can respect and like that like i'm impressed with like i'm very very impressed with all that and i'm really looking forward to testing the audio design and i might get new headphones to play the game if it's that good yeah 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 i mean um and in terms of like audio i uh have been gaming on astro a50s for like uh, mood, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, no, for like a long time. Um, so like, and, and like, I think these headphones have like something like five point one or or some like. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 gonna be cool to see them take advantage of that type of audio array, you know? Because I know like a lot of games don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. It looks, oh, yeah. it looks great. It, it's it's a great thing. It's a great. I hope president as well. Like being, you know, arguable to some people, less arguable to others. Like the best developer right now, Naughty Dog. You know, um, I mm-hmm. think that can be said. Um, but for them to go deep on these types of uh, accessibility, the, the thing. There we go. Uh, accessibility options. Uh, it's, it's, I hope sets a really good precedent for other games as well. Yeah, like a standard. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But, uh, speaking of precedent, of course, the original Last of Us set a precedent, you know, set a pretty high bar. And, uh, we just played the last section of it. So this is the second to last episode of our Last of Us stream series going over the original game as well as the Left Behind DLC, which we will do next week. And it all leads up to Last of Us Part 2. So, 
let's talk about the end of last of us now this one was a was i think the shortest section I love, yeah it was it was really short i mean i knew it was gonna be short where winter left off because i'm like man like winter is like really close to the end you know it's like not even like the halfway point of the game you know like mm-hmm. it's yeah so this is about what it, at least my stream last night was an hour and 49 minutes um we have a lot but there's a lot of good stuff in this game and there's there's a lot of good uh parts in this part of the last of us for sure but i guess from an overall standpoint you know how do you feel that this end bit lives up to the winter section of the last of us like do you feel that like it does a good job at like holding its own and giving us a good ending uh from a general standpoint or what are your just overall thoughts on this section an ending to me is a payoff for going through the story like um if if you're going just based on gameplay winter was far better mm. but spring i feel like spring was never intended to be like this uncharted-esque like grand escapade you had a tense moment in the hospital and then a somber quiet payoff at the end seeing the progression of these two characters in the hospital and in that final scene walking back to the dam where tommy is Mm -hmm. like it it was cathartic to see to see the payoff of the story to see the the payoff to see what these characters have gone through and like all the time that the players put into the game and all the all the all the exploration all the combat all the deaths all the figuring out new situations getting closer with ellie and joel like the ending is a a soft moment for lack of a better phrase a soft like um still moment after an entire game of tension and like like quick motion and just like one thing after another after another after another because we had on the beginning of the game we kill robert like we break his arm and shoot him in the head in the middle of the street then we go to Tess, then we marlene and it's just like one thing after another after another after another and winter was just the buildup of all that tension in one season and then spring for a good chunk is just kind of a release, a cathartic release of all that emotion, in my personal opinion. Right. 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 So like on a purely gameplay standpoint, like winter is my favorite. But on a story standpoint, uh like it's it's very, very rewarding to see like you can see a lot of these characters and how much they progressed in just a few lines in the ending very much so yes yeah like i love how this this end bit shows how close ellie and joel have gotten yeah like like it is very apparent And, and it's not like said outright it's just in some of like the replies to what certain lines that either of them say you know like it's very very well done i feel like for sure 
Um, but I would I would definitely agree with you. Um, like other than that 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 like tunnel part where you get your last bit of infected that you are having to deal with. Um, overall, like the gameplay is kind of you know not not the focus of it, and like some people like the hospital scene. I think the hospital scene. We'll, I mean, we'll get to it, but I, I don't think it's that great, actually. Yeah. I love it narratively, but gameplay-wise, I don't think that hospital scene is, like, that good to, like, as far as I remember it, as far as I remembered it back in the day. Um, yeah. Just, just, it just doesn't feel that great. But starting off, we, of course, end up on the same bridge where Ellie and Joel were at at the end of the winter section. We have uh, Ellie, of course, staring at that uh engraved deer in the wall mm-hmm. reminding her of winter and stuff like that and they're just oh excuse me oh man i'm yawning dang kev you're right jesus <laughs> um <laughs> uh we are are on our way to the hospital you know what i'm saying and throughout this whole first part here you know ellie is very very quiet and very just like she has a lot of stuff in her mind you know what i'm saying and it's presumed to be the stuff from winter you know given that deer Mm-hmm. And all that, and she makes a little like remark, um, uh, in a little bit here, but we're we're going through. There's a part where we have to, you know, ask Ellie to be able to get a boost from Joel to get the ladder that's up on the second floor, which actually, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, whatever. So then, uh, do that. Ellie's not answering, whatever. And then Joel asks her again, and then Ellie does inevitably do the boost and then when she puts down the ladder she's distracted by something and i know when i first played it i thought it was something bad like i thought i was like oh man like shoot like here we go like all right like do you have smoke bombs ready do you have molotovs ready you know let's 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 get prepared for the worst right so Mm -hmm. i remember at least my first time playing um i i prepared combatively put up the ladder went up you know, was following her. Ellie keeps saying, no, 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 come on, come on, come on, hurry up, come on. Like, we, like, got to, you know, check this out. And her tone is not scared. It's more of, like, enthusiastic. So I'm like, okay, wait, is this something good? And then we get, of course, one of the most iconic scenes of all of Last of Us, the giraffe scene. Mm-hmm. This sweet, sweet boy or girl, I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's the first time Ellie's seeing a giraffe and – I think touching a animal of that stature for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. it is a beautiful moment though. It, it's 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 always beautiful because like and then you go in through like another, um, uh, like balcony esque type of scene, and then you get the real like giraffe scene where there's like a bunch of giraffes and they're all just walking in the clearing, you know, uh, presumably from the zoo, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. uh. As to how they lasted 20 years without dying, I don't know, but they survived. Offspring. Mmm. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a very good point. But uh, how do you feel about this scene? Because it, it, it gets talked about a lot, and there isn't a Last of Us podcast going over the original events of Last of Us without talking about this scene, of course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm articulate when I talk about it. Like, 
pregnant pause. It seems no. no. Uh, I, I, if I had to describe it in a word, it would be innocence. Hmm. Yes. Like yes. Especially after the course of winter. Yeah. Like, I think the characters and the players both needed like a moment, just a moment of just innocence. Because a lot of games that I've noticed, or a few games that I've noticed, have done something similar. Like, when something bad's about to happen, you show and like in a moment of innocence and peace, and then you immediately jump into the fray again. Right. Like, like Walking Dead season one, episode three in the beginning of the motel like the kids are playing clementine's playing with duck like everything's fine and then you unravel a mystery and then you're forced to abandon your home right like and then things get way worse (laughs) yeah um innocence in survival horror games with like younger adults or like even children like really do show a contrast on everything the the game needs to be like uh engaging on a gameplay standard like in a game a gameplay standpoint and really it just works really well with it narratively like you it's like oh yeah this whole game is like i've been shooting infected i've been getting blown up by bloaters like like it's Joel and Elliot, they've been through it. Definitely, definitely. So, like, and especially in winter, like you can say is like, yo, like yo, what the fuck is just winter. That's how I can describe winter. Yeah, definitely, and, definitely. And like soon after winter, like not that long after you're done with winter, you get just a moment of innocence between the two characters. Like hardly any dialogue, just. Like beautiful music in the background, a nice view, and just you can stay there as long as you want and just take a breather. Yeah. Before you're back in the fray. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. It, it, it's like one of those scenes that that serves both the, the characters that they're trying to narratively bring to life as well as the player itself. And in terms of like, like we said, like a, a break in the storm, you know, like mm-hmm. just just collect your thoughts Reeve, you know, just 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 look look back on what you have been through and prepare for you know what there is to come, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, but um, I just think it's it's such a it's such a beautiful moment, you know, because it's the first time like I feel like we truly see Ellie as a fourteen year old. You know what I'm right. saying? Like we saw that especially with um, Sam, you know. Yeah, uh, and we will, I believe, inevitably see that next week with, of course, Riley in the Left Behind DLC. I'm presuming, um, but but seeing it here and like seeing that like child wonder, like it reminds me of when I first watched The Mandalorian episode one. The Ooh, first, yeah, we we had a good talk about. Oh that. my god! Like the this, I was a 21 year old. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was only back in November. Um, and, uh, and uh, like, I remember being with a few friends who were also big Star Wars fans watching the first episode together. And one of the group had, had already seen the episode already. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was my first time. I'm just looking at it like, yeah, I think like, you know, everything's really cool. They're, they're, they're melding into the uh, original trilogy type of time era with this. You know, like it's five years after, after the fall of the Empire. Da, da, da. And I remember, you know, when the screen first shows Baby Yoda. And, like, I literally, like, was fighting back tears. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have never felt, like, so, like, so much child wonder, you know? And so much, like, oh, my God. This is, like, a new experience that I've never experienced before. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it, it, that's how I believe, like, they were trying to capture, like, Ellie in the scene. Like, that just, in, that just unwavering child wonder. You know, with with seeing this creature that she had never seen before, you know, and uh, and probably that she never was gonna see ever. You know? Right? Yeah. Like, um, my another Star Wars example is um, Fallen Order. Mm. Beautiful game. Uh, the beginning of the game where you're cl- like, where you're on the like on the junker, and you climb the rope up right before you get to the very top. Hmm. And just see like the like the backdrop of the environment around you and the music like ramps up like that like that is what really got me back into star wars mm. is like because like uh it's just like that that shot that rush it's like i remember playing like a star wars as a kid like you just get like this 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 rush of like yo <laughs> Like this is wild. Yeah, it's like I feel like ten years old again, playing Star Wars for the first time, or like seeing it, or like learning about it, and like it's something that everybody can relate to, which is why I believe the scene hits as hard as it did for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, of course, like you said, you can stay in this phase, just just looking out into the clearing as long as you want. Uh, but when you're ready to go, you you know uh, go to the door. But then there's a little cutscene that plays, which I think is very very salient. Um, it's Joel, like for the first time, like really asking like himself, like, do we even have to do this? Like, you know, like it was. It's 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 interesting, like seeing this turn you know because back on back in back at tommy's you know he was very much like hey like no matter what i would even you know send this girl off with tommy to make sure that she gets delivered to the fireflies and him being in this one moment and be like man like do we though like you know we don't have to yeah um sorry what no no i was just gonna say like yo like we can just like go like we it's fine (laughs) exactly yeah and like joel voices that and then ellie's the one that is receptive and it's like no like all that we've been through you know what i'm saying like i like it it can't be for nothing and i think she even says like something to the tone of like even everything that i have done yeah throughout this whole journey you know which I think is one of the few times we like get her alluding to the winter scene, I think, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like how she feels about what, what she did, you know? Um, and that part was especially like 
ground shaking for me, you know, because yeah. I I had forgot that that lot takes place there, you know, and um, it it was a lot to have like a fourteen year old like make the adult decision here, yeah. You know? Even though Joel probably didn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. very very good. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, it really like this whole thing just really made me excited to uh, play. Part two. Oh, this whole end segment is like, man, I need to play part two right now. I can't wait. But yeah. uh but of course we we continue on. We go to what I think is what he called it. He called what did he call like the tent uh I'm trying uh, to see what it's called the dialogue. But we'll just call it like the what the hmm, uh the tent timeout section. You know, yeah. of the of a quarantined zone. Uh, and like Joel talks about how, like, you know, he ended up there with Tommy after um, after Sarah dies in the beginning of the game. And, you know, Tommy's being I mean, sorry. No, um, Joel is being, you know, now answering questions about Sarah as opposed to the contrast that we got with the Tommy section of the game where, you know, he, he, you know. Sarah, not Sarah. Ellie, you are treading on thin ice here. Da, da, da. Like, don't bring up Sarah. Uh, and then we get a little bit more exposition in terms of that. Uh, but I think what was the most touching moment um, was Ellie giving Joel the picture of him and Sarah. Yeah. That one hurt. I forgot that happens right there. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that when it happened. I was like, yo. Yeah, that one that one really, really hurt. I was like, man, wow. <laughs> like, you, like, I, because I remember that being an op. I mean, I remember us talking about it on the podcast in terms of, like, was that an option that the player could choose to either take it or not? But I don't think it was an option now at this point. Like, like I'm pretty sure it's scripted that Joel doesn't take the picture of him and Sarah. But yeah, that was a very very good scene in my opinion. Uh, and then we go into the depths of the tunnel. Not really much to write home about here. It's just some more gameplay segments. So you're taking off some infected, taking out some infected. You know, I think it's a very nice like ooh like. A, you know, your last time with the infected is here in this tunnel, you know, pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, pretty n- nice section. But I don't feel like there was anything crazy to talk about here unless you had a particular uh, piece of, you know, fine words that you would like to give to the section. But uh, I think everything that's needed to be said has been said. And everybody listening who has played the game understands what we're talking about and what we've been feeling and those who haven't played the game go play the game it's true it's, it's on true. sale right now it is it's probably it's 10 bucks cheap. oh my god ten dollars are you serious Come yeah it's on. 10 bucks i think game of the year ten dollars let's go yeah 2013 uh, game of the year that's what i'm saying yeah so it's a pretty run of the mill section of the game you know you're just doing some killing of an infected. There's a part where you have to maneuver a ladder to get a, get across some sections. So like there's there's like cool like environmental puzzling and stuff like that. Uh, but nothing too crazy to write home about. They're still on their way, of course, to the uh, Saint Mary's Hospital uh, in uh, Salt Lake City, which they are at right now. 
But then they get into a little predicament where they're jumping on some abandoned bus in the middle of a waterway. And of course, Ellie can't swim. Uh, the bus goes loose. Joel falls in. Ellie tries to save Joel and inevitably does, mm-hmm. you know, lets him escape. Uh, but then Ellie gets rushed into the water and becomes unconscious. Fireflies come over. They're like, hey, yo, what did it do? Honestly, bro, <laughs> this might be very dark, right? So forgive me. But uh, the way those fireflies were acting towards Joel and Ellie <laughs> seemed uh, a little bit close to home <laughs> to what we've seen this past week. That's that's all I'm going to say there, you know? Like, it's, uh, I was yeah. like, huh, huh. <laughs> I was like, man, I guess they obviously wasn't the original intention, uh, this game coming out in 2013, but man, uh, it did t- seem to resemble, you know, some, some current events, but I digress. Well, that's what good writing does. It's like, it's, it lets you, like, it's timeless. Mm. Like, you can see, like, aspects like it's like, hey, yeah, this is outdated. This is dumb kind of deal. Or it's like, hey, this still has an impact. Right. Like you can still resonate, and you can still like feel, like feel the story around you, like the weight of it, like throughout different stages of your life and years after the game releases. Like that's what good writing does. Right. 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 I agree. I agree. Uh, but. You know, Joel is trying to do some CCC on Ellie, continuous chest compressions. Yes, I know that by heart, unfortunately. I don't know how, but I do. Uh, but then they headbutt Joel, knock him out. Joel wakes up with Marlene in a medical bed. And I love how, like, Joel's first, you know, instinct to ask is, like, where, where is Ellie? You know? Yeah. Where is she? And, uh, you know, to... To Joel's uh, happiness, you know, Ellie is uh, ta- being taken care of. And then Marlene says being prepped for surgery, you know. And that's when we get the news that, you know, due to the condition of the, I almost said coronavirus. Wow. Of the cordyceps <laughs> virus. Of the cordyceps virus. Uh, it's a fungus that grows throughout the brain. So they're essentially telling Joel that, yeah, we're going to have to take out Ellie's brain. Thus, we'll kill her to reverse engineer a vaccine because she's immune to the infection. You know, uh, hmm. and I and like I wish that, you know, this this part I could play again without knowing the whole story, because like. I would have loved to experience that turn again of being like, oh, wait, no, like they can't just like do like a simple like blood vaccine, right. which honestly makes a lot of sense because if you were to imagine that they could have just used Ellie's blood to redo a vaccine, why didn't Marlene just siphon some blood from Ellie and just be on their way? Siphon? <laughs> like she's a car? <laughs> I don't know why I said siphon. <laughs> <laughs> um, siphon your blood, people. Siphon your blood. There's probably not enough uh, genetic material in blood because that would imply that the virus is in blood cells. That's a very... You see, this is why I have you on the show. You're very, very intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> You're very intelligent. 
this is beyond my realm of knowledge it's just like the the concept of it growing on the brain also seems a little weird because it's like there's not a lot of room between the mushy ball that we call a brain and the skull is there a lot like innards like 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 in like well, the innards, innards of the brain <laughs> well the brain is just a, a a soft meatball if you want to break it down like that precisely so, but there's enough room for the brain to move like if you were to fall but like to still be protected by the skull because if it's too close it adds too much pressure if it's too far it increases room for concussion mm. but if you were if something were to grow on the brain then it would leave ellie vulnerable to concussions and brain damage with like injury but we haven't seen that so it's like yo like why couldn't you just like get it from the wrist like where the, where it was initially oh my growing? god wow wait that's a just cut a little bit in my wrist yeah just like and just take it, it take it across the country why do i have to go well <laughs> then no well there's probably like you have to preserve the sample well yeah yeah i mean i'm just playing devil's advocate there like yeah no yeah, yeah um with with this being 20 years after a pandemic that destroyed the world like i'm sure they don't have the medical equipment required to carry a piece of zombie <laughs> a, a a piece of cutlery yeah all the way, you know, to all the way yeah across the country because um the cells would die too quickly like i it's a rapid like from what they do, from what the game described it seemed like a rapid like uh, rapid cell division, which means that rapid cell death. Mm. Dang, uh, like, why, why are you so medically smart? Jeez. Uh, I'm probably wrong. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, this is beyond, well, this is not my realm of knowledge, so I could be wrong, but please educate me. Oh, this like, is the furthest thing from my profession, if I may. Yeah, so it's, um, I would assume that it, they needed a live sample. So it's like, I'm sure it was gestating in her wrist. Like it had to be. Like I'm. Like it wouldn't be that fucked up if it wasn't like still there somehow. So, but they need drama. Then there needed to be some drama. It's a good point. Very good. It's point. like, hey, give me your wrist. That's the end of the game. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's just like, uh, yeah, no sequel. We good. Now you dog paw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you know. Marlene lays the smack on Joel, goes, hey, look, and, uh, you know, Marlene, I, I love how Marlene automatically goes into, like, I will kill you mode to Joel, you know? Yeah. Which, which, I don't know if it's, like, Marlene sees the attachment that Joel has garnered with Ellie. I don't know if, like, that's the main reason, or, or what, or maybe, maybe, like, she is cautious of Joel because she knows what Joel's capable of. Like, in, like in the beginning of the game when they're going after, um, oh my god. Well, I guess when they're when they're escaping the military, you know. Right. I guess. Wait, Marlene was there, right? No, no, she wasn't. Um, I remember there being a small section where Marlene was present during combat. You know, so maybe like she remembers Joel and how good and capable he is at combat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like she's intimidated by him. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, for sure. 
So then, uh, Joel is being escorted by a guard to a different part of the facility, I believe. Um, and he's given orders through Marlene that, A, if he tries anything, feel free to, you know, yeah, Millie sure. rock him into yeah. the next realm, you know? Uh, and then Joel pulls a, a slick move, takes him out. Mm. And then we go into, all right, we're going to kill everyone mode. Um, yeah. And Joel proceeds to kill everyone in the hospital. Yeah. Um, no survivors around. Uh, so this is a see, and like this is the part that like I don't I didn't love. I think that there could have been a better way to execute this. Like I would have loved if it was more. I mean, honestly, I don't know if you have to kill everyone. I is there a way you can sink past everyone? I don't think you can. You have to kill the guards. You don't have to kill all the, you. Don't, you don't have to kill two of three doctors. You don't have to kill two or three doctors. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, they, just the guy that charges you with the scalpel. Yeah, I just killed all the doctors. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, I killed everyone, but I think rip and tear. I, a rip and tear. I know precisely, but I think I would have liked it if it was a little bit more of like a stealthier operation, you know. But granted, you know, Joel's style isn't necessarily stealth. No. You know. He's definitely, like we have talked about, like a brute force. So I guess it makes more sense to have him just be ruthless and kill everyone, you know? Um, mm. And what's 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 heartbreaking, too, is that I don't know if it's the exact music. It might be. But when you go finally into the operating room to rescue uh, Ellie, like, I think it's the same music is playing when Joel is picking up Sarah when Sarah's dead, you know? Yeah. Like... And and he calls her baby girl and stuff like that. Like like it's it's super sad, you know. But uh, we're gonna have a much bigger conversation probably at the end of this podcast about the moral yeah. ethics of this of this uh, the not decision from a player perspective, but the but the choice of Joel to do this. Um, but you know, long story short, Joel grabs Ellie and. Uh, you have to run to the elevator to be able to escape. You're stopped by Tess. Tess is trying to talk you out of it. Saying, hey, like, Marlene. You... Sorry, Marlene. Damn, excuse me. Marlene. Sorry. For a force ghost. RIP. T- Yo, Tess comes in the background as a force ghost. You'd, you'd love to see it. Um, uh, yeah, Marlene is trying to talk Joel out of it. Being like, hey, listen, like, you can still do the right thing here. It's all good. I'm laying down my weapon. Just you can still save the world. You know, and let us create a vaccine. Ah, da, 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 da. But then uh, we have the now scene recreated scene in The Last of Us Part 2 from some clips we've gotten via the state of play of uh, Joel driving away and Ellie's in the back seat. You know, Joel says, I'm taking you home. All that good stuff. And then we see, then we hear the lie that Joel tells Ellie yes. as to what happened, you know. And uh, I guess correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm I'm just looking over the gameplay, but I'm gonna do it in like faster of a time. So I guess what he tells her is that you know they they found the fireflies, but there were other candidates that were also immune to the virus, dozens of them, and so they already tried and nothing was working, so they stopped trying to find the vaccine, which I think is what the gist of what Joel told Ellie is a lie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, I would have a. Few, we know. I guess it makes sense as to why Ellie would have the gown on 
I guess. Well, it's like, yeah, they were going to kill you anyway, so I ripped you out of it. Huh. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose. Which would uh, kind of justify the, oh, all of the fireflies in this hospital are dead. Hmm. Wait, what'd you say? It's like, oh yeah, they tried the vaccine with like dozens of other people, didn't work. They killed them, didn't work, and they were going to kill you, and I stopped them. Oh, I guess that line makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. Right, right, right. To explain the gown. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then Marlene uh, gets double dead by Joel, you know, uh, refusing Marlene's request to leave her alive because Joel says that, no, you, you would just come after her again. Yeah. And Marlene uh, is uh, dead dead this time. Yeah, like dead, gone, dead. gone. Yep. Double tap. <laughs> Double tap. And then we get to the last bit of the game where we are walking towards Jackson. Um, what I loved is that we get a similar view of Jackson that, that we have gotten in early promotional gameplay for Last of Us Part Two. You know, like overlooking the town from like a higher vantage point. You know, mm. like it, it was cool that we like got that scene reflected in the original Last of Us as well. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're having small talk. They are clearly going back to Tommy's to, I assume, just, you know, live a somewhat normal life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then we have the last cutscene here where uh, Ellie explains a little bit of Riley backstory, which, which we will see in the Left Behind DLC. Can't wait to experience that next week. Um, mm -hmm. But essentially, I believe what Ellie was, was trying to get at is survivor's guilt. Yeah. In terms of like, you know, like Joel thinks that she's sad about everyone dying around her when he, when she's actually sad about living when everyone is dying around her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like that's, that's what Ellie was trying to vocalize, but just Joel just never got the grasp of, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And then... Ellie goes swear to me, you know, and then yeah, that was line. and then goes swear to me that everything you said about the fireflies is true, and then Joel, you know, stops for a little bit, and then says, "I swear," and that is of course the uh, end to the last of it. We get that beautiful guitar from Gustavo Santa Olaya, um, yeah, to end the game, and here we are. Here we are. It's over. It's a wrap. Well, not yet. We have Left Behind next week. But yeah, we have a DLC. It's a wrap for the main game. Um, yes. So overall, thoughts on the ending? Fantastic. I like that Very, a lot, too. Yeah, leaves a lot of room for part two to expand on, which I'm excited to see. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, to go back on the on the virus topic for one quick second after you're done talking about your thoughts on the ending. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, okay. So, Wait, do you want me to... After, after your thoughts. Yes, after your thoughts. Oh, okay. I just think it's a very, very salient point and, um, I mean, salient ending. And I love this ending because I think it, like what you said, it could lead to a bunch of different ways of a sequel being made, right? And, of course, a sequel was going to be made when you saw the sales figures of the original Last of Us. Like, that's a given, right? But mm -hmm. it would have been also cool if, like, this was The Last of Us and this was it. Because I think the ending could either have a nice closed chapter and that is the story and that's it, you know, or it could have continued. So I do like how this ending 
could have served both features of the franchise of The Last of Us, you know? Um, but I just think it's a great ending. Uh, it's it's It says a lot also in there, like, in terms of, like, you know, does Ellie even believe him? And at least off of, like, facial gestures, I don't think that she does. Yeah. You know? Like, I think Ellie's smarter than that to uh, see that Joel is lying, you know? Uh, and uh, it's it's great. It's great. I love the ending. I love it. Hmm. But what are your thoughts on the affected? Uh, you know, it's kind of a real thing. But, like, uh, cordyceps subsessilis. Okay. Are, no, no, that's not the right one. But um, they, the way that they got the... Uh, they... Uh, they got the idea for the infected in humans is because this actually happens in ants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing like, I don't know, like just doing some thinking on like on the whole surgery thing. It's like maybe the fireflies really didn't have an idea what they were doing Hmm. because this is all like uh, experimental. It's all theoretical. So it's like maybe Joel had a point. I mean, there is a point to be made that I mean, I think this will inevitably then like this whole end conversation will probably will probably bleed into the ultimate question of Last of Us, and that is like, is Joel a good or bad person at the end of the game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that is a valiant point here that like if 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 Ellie was the only immune that has been discovered after 20 years. Right, and they're gonna wager their bets on cutting open her brain for the hope of being able to manufacture a vaccine. And in the process of holding on to that chance, they have to, I mean, not even like holding off, but like also to, to like take that chance, they have to kill a 14 year old girl. Yeah. You know, like I could see Joel being like, yo, like you can't do this. It's like, you guys don't know what you're doing, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So that is definitely, I feel like, a great way to defend Joel and his mm-hmm. actions for sure, you know. But then the flip side of that, of course, is that man, like, if it, like, what if they knew what they were doing, you know? But yeah, the question also arises, like, I, I, I don't, I don't remember if this was in game or not, but it's like, is this a world worth saving? Hmm. Because, like, we've seen everything throughout the game, like, people pretending to be injured and the cannibals and the rapists. It's like, even if you remove the threat of the vex or the, of the infected, the infected have really never been the main danger throughout The Last of Us. Like, when, when I think, oh, this enemy is going to, like, this is going to be a tough encounter, it's never usually with infected. Interesting. Interesting. The most dangerous game is man. Mm. And then also you got to think too, like there's, 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 I mean, it's, it's 20 years after, like, that's yeah. a very good point too. Like what is really left? And like, obviously what's left is the people that are still in this world, you know, yes. that like have been fighting to survive and like, they hopefully don't have to fight to survive anymore. But I, as far I mean, the vaccine's only going to stop other people from getting the infection and then we're looking at i mean how big is the population at this point you know what i'm saying and like you still got to deal with the other infected out there 
So you're yeah. just gonna die if you try and like lead on a a a like you know year long expedition you know to kill every infected in America you know or right. like the world to a degree also you know what I'm saying like not even just talking about the U S but like that would in in inevitably kill people as well in that process hypothetically speaking if they were to create a vaccine through Ellie and you know do all this and stuff like that but that's a very good point like like there's not really a lot to save at this point mm-hmm. you know but you can save the one life that you have right here in front of you this 14 year old girl yeah like Joel's not willing to put up that gamble yeah yeah like at the end of the day I don't know like I lean a little bit I like it, it, it's a very hard question right and I don't I mean do you have a like a definitive answer to that question like in your own personal opinion like if I were in the situation like I mean just looking at Joel right like at the end of the game like do you think Joel is a good person based off of that based off of his actions or a bad person based off of his actions um Joel is a selfish person mm-hmm yeah, that's what. But in a world, yeah. but in a world like this, does that make like, what does it mean to be a good person in an apocalypse? Right. I mean, I think if you remove and strip everything, you know, like I think making the call to create a vaccine to hopefully improve the world status, you know, for the human race, I think would I think most people would agree that would be the the good decision for for yeah. humanity, right? But uh, it's 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 tough. Like I lean ever so slightly towards towards the towards the towards the he's towards the bad. I think. Yeah, I think is where I lean a little bit more towards. Cause like y- you're right, like of that selfish act, you know. Instead of being selfless, there there were also some audio logs around. They're like, "Hey, like, like, is this gonna work?" Yeah, yeah. And those recorders, as I said before during uh, the winter section last episode, those recorders also super faint for me. Could barely hear them in game. Yeah. Don't yeah. know what's going on. I don't understand. But um, I have looked into those in the past, and like, I do know that like that's where we get the main thing of like, all right, this might not work. But also a, another thing that I think could have been a interesting angle was that why aren't – now, granted, okay, Ellie's 14 years old, right? Right. But I think you give a 14-year-old the agency to make the, the decision to sacrifice her life for the potentiality of a vaccine. Right. You know, because they weren't going to give Ellie that choice. Yeah, no. Like they lied, they lied to her. It was a lie of omission. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Wait. Or, wait, what? You got a lie of omission. A lie of omission. A lie of omission is basically just you don't tell everybody, or you don't tell somebody everything that's going to happen, with like, what what you do. It's like, um. Kind of like um, Shazam, Billy Batson. 
a specific example that I can remember with this phrase used directly is that he was called into question because they're like, yo, yo, you're 10 years old. And Billy's like, I never lied to you. I never said I wasn't 10. It's like, yeah, but that's a lie of omission. You didn't tell us everything going on, so you still lied to us by holding out important pieces of information. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and like, again, I would love to hear the discussion down in the comment section below. Like, what does everyone think of this ending? Like, like, because it's, it is. Disabled. Oh, dang it, they are. Uh, let us know in the Discord or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, put it, put it, put it somewhere down there. Um, but um, but no, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. I feel like a very valid question to ask. Like, is Joel the bad guy or the good guy at the end of the day? You know, um, I think if you're looking at it from a personal reason, I don't think that he's a bad person to a degree, because if I mean. Now, of course, Joel isn't Ellie's father, but like, if it was a father-daughter daughter dynamic, no one would question. I feel like no one would. I feel like there would be less of a question if Ellie was his daughter. Yeah. You know, because that's just a father trying to save his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Um, but with them not being familiarly, familiarly tied and the world's livelihood at stake here and looking at it from like a personal standpoint, I think if you look at it from like a world universe standpoint, then yeah, L I mean, Joel could be looked at as the, as the bad guy here by not saving mm -hmm. humanity, but could be looked at as the good guy from a personal standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I um, yeah. Fan like the, the lines between family really do like, people's justifications vary significantly whether or not it's like are you blood related but that doesn't always entitle like that doesn't always mean that you're like family because these two act like father and daughter yeah like the way that they talk the way that they've interacted just because they're like like in my own personal experience like i have someone in my life that is not blood related to me but i would still call them my my child mm. like i would i i still would feel comfortable referring to them as my own right so i understand joel's perspective on that because when you have something like that you would give everything and anything to defend it mm. yes yep long story short the last of us is an incredible game yeah it is like yeah, yeah, it's def it it's holds up narratively speaking. Some people, you know, think that the gameplay doesn't hold up that well and the graphics don't, which you know can definitely be argued. But I feel like narratively speaking, uh, it definitely holds up and it's a must play. I feel like for all gamers, you know, like just yeah, for for the time frame, like a lot of games around 2013 were a little stiff, like yeah, yeah. so graphically like it still holds up it's definitely aged but that's also because of um processing power computer power um moore's law states that computer power doubles every 18 months so you put that over a course of seven years and of course you're going to get significant leaps and bounds of graphical improvement yeah and 
the the ability to create more detail in a game using less mm -hmm. so you can definitely see that it's like it doesn't look as good as games right now but that's also not a fair comparison yep 100 percent. like there are games in that day and age like 2011 2013 that look ugly for that time frame like i love deus ex human revolution the game doesn't look great mm. talk that talk yeah gameplay and gameplay and story are both phenomenal but graphically it's not great like comparatively especially to today but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hold up right yeah but holding up is subjective like there's no way to objectively argue that but yeah. i i personally feel as if it has held up very well mm. i agree i agree uh you know the last of us is incredible that just play it if like, you haven't yo, you you gotta play it and trust me playing through this whole game yo Ooh, I can't wait to play part two, man. Oh, yeah, it's so too. close. It's but it's hopefully you know fingers crossed, knock on wood. Like it, 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 it's 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 gonna come two weeks from now. Let's get it. Let's go. Cannot wait. Uh, but that has concluded the Last of Us main story road to part two episodes. Uh, about it. So about that is about it. There we go. Arachnite, where can the people find you? You can find me on the PlayStation Source Discord and of the same name. I'm very active there along with other members of the community. We talk every day about all things PlayStation, gaming, everything and anything you could want to talk about. Like, we're all there. We're a very tight-knit community. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Rachel. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Orly underscore Macias, which will be in the description. Um, I will, I will be talking video games, comic books, movies. Like I, I love to hear from the listeners. Like I love seeing people talk about games or like at me or follow me and they post screenshots or whatever. Like they're passionate about these kinds of topics. And that's what I like to see. I love talking and engaging with the community on these kinds of things. So feel free to follow me there. And that is about it. Beautiful beautiful of course links below in the description to the or these links on uh you know twitter and all that good stuff as well as the discord link down below in the description join that you know just takes just takes two clicks and you're there uh as well as our twitter at psource vids and our anchor link if you want to listen to our long form content and podcast format that of course being road to part two and a multitude of other podcast series that may continue here in a few weeks uh so yeah thank you all for coming out thank you all for supporting roads part two as well as supporting the channel leave a like on the video if you enjoyed that as well as stay subscribed to places and stores to keep up with the latest and grace and play shit. next week we are covering left behind dlc as we push on the last push until part two yeah until the last of us part two let's go let's go let's go so yeah so definitely next week we're gonna be talking about uh, embargo and how everyone felt about the game from a review standpoint, Metacritic, and I think one of our bets also helms on Metacritic score too. So yeah. I'll go back and we'll and we'll take a look at that. Um, and uh, that will be talked about on the show. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming out. Thank you for the support. 
what what's my outro? Uh, uh, and as always, there we go. <laughs> and as always, play great greatness. Great, 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 always, I, I almost said PlayStation awaits, bro. I am not here today. Wow. <laughs> and as always, greatness, greatness awaits. awaits. Later, guys. Have a good night, guys.